Introducing Kicking Back with the Cooks, presented by Woodhouse. 18 brands, 16 convenient locations, simplified car buying to save you time. Shop, finance, and buy online at woodhouse.com. Here's head coach John Cook, along with your host, Lauren Cook-West. Welcome back. And we are definitely in volleyball season because I can visibly see how stressed you are, Coach Cook. Well, I'm not stressed. So, <laughs> welcome in. And where are you at with your stress levels? Give me, one, on a 1 to 10 scale, uh, where are you at? 10 pre, is... Pre-Kentucky or post-Kentucky? <laughs> uh, Post-Kentucky. Post-Kentucky. I don't know. Maybe a 5. Okay. And 10 is your, the most stress you've ever been in your life. Yeah. 9.9 .9 before. <laughs> <laughs> does it get better or does it get worse each year? I don't know. I was thinking about that the other day. I, I, I don't know. It, I don't know. You know, you, you just get to the point where you say, yeah, I don't care, but I can't do that. <laughs> I care too. I care a lot and, uh, you care love, too this, much. love this team and, and, uh, these guys work really hard and it's fun and, so, um, but anyway, it's just, it's part of coaching. Co coaching's hard. It's, it's straining. It's, you got to put a lot of work in. It's emotional. It's, you're, you're giving everything you got every day. And you, sh you know, I tell our, our leaders, you know, you're, you're going to be exhausted at the end, in the end of every day if you're doing a good job leading because you're given to all these people and you're trying to lead and then you're trying to take care of yourself too. So it's, uh, uh, it's a tough job. And be a grandpa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just have to say, to all the other moms out there who are working mothers, I, it, it's hard. I just had to put her down for bed, get do everything fast forwarded because I was trying to get a diaper on, overnight diaper, and get her milk, and get her teeth brushed, and get her in bed, and then get set up to do this podcast. So I feel for working mothers, and I see you, I hear you, I appreciate you, and give yourself a pat on the back if you're listening to this and you're a mother or father who who works and then has to take care of your child yeah and lauren Lindsay, Lindsay's like laughing at you. she has four boys she has to take <laughs> care of and deal with the volleyball team so okay really quick back to your stress level does winning help it or make it worse does and i, I think that sounds like an obvious like there might be an obvious answer to that question but I feel like sometimes the more you win, the more there's a target on your back and maybe that causes more stress. Yeah, I think it's less stressful to be the underdog and, and uh, nobody's expecting you to do very well and you're not favored. And so, and then when you're, you're doing, when you're expected to win, I think that puts a lot of pressure and stress because then it's, you know, is it ever good enough? If you win, you're supposed to, and it's a relief and uh, if you don't win, you know, then, uh, you know, you're no good. So I, I think it's less stressful to be somewhat of a little bit of an underdog. In less stressful news, the Red Kingdom debuted the song uh, between sets two and three a couple of weeks ago. And we haven't chatted on our podcast since the debut. So how did it go? Was it everything you expected and more? because you were literally talking about it all spring and all summer long. It's awesome. Players love it, but here's the total validation of it. We played Pepperdine, who by the <laughs> way has had several big wins since they left I here. Know. They went to Washington um, uh, and won there, won the tournament there, beat Washington. They had a, they had a uh, big win at home. So anyway, 
when I saw their players singing the Red Kingdom, and one of them was Nicklin's sister, uh, <laughs> that was validation for me. And I asked Nicklin afterward, I said, did you see they were singing the Red Kingdom? And she goes, yeah, they love it. They, they were playing at the psych up on the van ride over to play the match. So there's my validation right there. Tech nine and all that was worth it just to hear that and see that. <laughs> here's, here's my big question. Did you even get to witness it or were you in the bathroom? Because usually you have to pee between sets two and three. Yep. And you've, you've said before on an episode or, or, early ep or early on episode that you have to go into a certain stall because you have superstitions or you're superstitious. Well, and so were you even out there for it? Yeah, I got there in time, to, like the last minute. <laughs> They, they, we make sure, you know, they, we have a new rule now, and this is for the NCAA tournament. They don't start the clock till your team's off the floor, so that gives us extra time. So we can take care of business, get some water, the players can get some snacks, change uniforms, and uh, get back out. And here's what's interesting, Lauren. So we're at playing at Kentucky, and they tell us, like, hey, you only get three minutes. I go, what do you mean? It's five minutes, not in the SEC. They only have three minutes. So I didn't get the chance to ask Coach Skinner, you know, how do you hold it in all that time? <laughs> <laughs> Why? I thought it was five minutes across the board no matter what conference you're in. Not in the SEC. So does the conference vote on that then and, and I, make an, the ultimate decision? I guess so. The NCAA says this is what we're doing for the NCAA tournament. So the Which Big is Ten, five minutes. Yeah, in the Big Ten, we voted on going ten minutes. Many schools want to do ten minutes between games two and three for promotions, let people go to the restroom, buy concessions, and, and have more time there. So they can, you know, you, we can use that. But the NCAA goes five minutes. Everybody wants to do what you're going to do in the NCAA tournament. So, uh, so there's different thoughts. And then, of course, the SEC decided and voted they were going to go with only three minutes. So it, I, 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 I didn't know that, and I found it interesting. Of course, I'm on the rules committee, and I didn't even know it. The rules committee for all of yes, all, I'm on, all of volleyball. I'm on the NCAA rules committee. <laughs> How did you get on that? Yeah, that's that would be like El Chapo working for the DEA. <laughs> I think he secretly is. Have you seen Ozarks? Oh yeah. They well, it's not El Chapo, but the cartel, the Navarro cartel, they set it up and say that and eventually make a deal that he ends up working with the FBI. Yeah, yeah. So. so there's there's a lot we don't know. Yep. How, okay, how did you get on the rules committee? Is that, did you apply for that position? Did they select you? I love this question, Lauren. So <laughs> I've been coaching college volleyball, let's see, for 22, seven, uh, 31, 31 or 32 years as an assistant and as a head coach. I've never ever asked to be, I've never been invited and, or asked to be on a committee ever. Now you would think, you know, here's somebody that's, you know, got attendance, sellout streaks, you know, it's the epicenter of volleyball, selling out Final Fours in Omaha, that you'd want somebody on some committees to help in volleyball. But I've never been asked. That's because, you know, I think I've been blackballed. So what happened was, uh, for the rules committee, the Big Ten sent out a thing to the athletic, the SWAs at the time was Pat Logson saying, hey, do you want to nominate anybody for 
this committee or that committee, and, and one of them was the Rules Committee. So Pat nominated me, and I was the only one, I think, from the Big Ten, and they wanted somebody on the Big Ten on the Rules Committee, so I got on it. I bet, you can't, name it? Any, I bet you can't name anybody else on the Rules Committee. Craig Skinner? No. You, you wouldn't know any of these coaches on the Rules Committee. Where are they from? Uh, all over. Uh, okay. But I'm the only one from a major, from the, uh, a big conference. Very interesting. Yeah. So think about that. There, you know, there's junior college represented, NAIA, Division two, Division three. Uh, there's some administrators on there. So just think about how rules are made for the general masses. You know, the the 900 colleges, as opposed to what would be best for the top. You know, hundred. Division one programs, and so everybody's got a different opinion, and that's why it's, uh, you know, I don't, I don't not, not much changes, and you know, that we were all excited this year because we got the jewelry thing figured out. So, but having said that, Maddie Kubik's wearing whatever the thing in her ear, and of course we go seven matches, no problem. We go to Kentucky. Guess what? It's illegal. So we got to stop the match at the beginning, and she's got to pull this thing out. And so again, what you know, some refs see it one way, and some refs sees it another way. So it's, uh, I'll be bringing that up in our next rules committee meeting. Here's my two cents. I, it, professional, when you get to the professional level, the rules are very different from the collegiate level. And why not just make it all the same? Keep, keep the rules the same. That way, players, it's an easier transition to go from collegiate to professional ball. You can wear you can wear jewelry when you play pro. You, I think substitutions are less. You play yep. with a different volleyball. I mean, there's there's, it's almost like you're playing a whole different game. Yeah, I tried to get it past where we have one volleyball for college, which is the same as what the men use. It's a uh, molten ball that is it's a great ball. It lasts forever. It doesn't go flat. Uh, we actually train train with them in the gym. The players love them, but we could get one ball instead of you know you go to this place you play with that ball. You go to that place you play with that ball. You know, and then the some of the balls are just like rocks. So it, the game would be even more exciting if we went to that ball. I tried to get us down to eight subs. I got basically thrown out of the room for that. Uh, and um, of course we got the jewelry thing squared away. So, um, but it's a well, uh, you kind of did. It's an interesting um, deal, and, and you know this is the, one of the problems with college athletics is you've got you know 900 colleges, all different levels, and you're trying to make rules for everybody, and the, all the rules don't work for everybody, and what's best. And um, so I think they need to you know figure that out. But you you know we're the only country in the world, and volleyball is I think believe now the number one or two most popular sport in the world that plays different rules in the rest of the world. How are the horses? And uh, with volleyball season in full swing, I feel like the nays, as Madden would call them, the are somewhat the nays. Well, she calls them nays. Yeah. Hey, Lauren, you know, that's, yeah. that's a great question. Let's, <laughs> let's take a look here. Oh, here's, oh. here's Bud and Reba. <laughs> Hold on. Tell us. Tell us what you set up in their, <laughs> what is it called, a barn, a stall? This is their, oh. their shelter. 
Horse. Can we can we get a close up? Zoom in. Well, let's see. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm not on the controls back there. Put it closer there. to the camera. Where's the camera? Oh, up there. Right in front of you. Yeah. Okay. It's not, it's not that oh yeah. So that's their that's their stall, and uh, <laughs> Bud and Reber. What right now they're pacing because they're waiting to get to go out in the pasture and eat grass. So. No, they just they were out. Oh, I was they were over out. there for dinner. Oh, they're back we in. Had, okay. Madden had dinner with her Mimi. Okay. And, uh, they were out in the pasture grazing. Yeah. So maybe they're waiting for their grain. They're waiting for their grain. Yeah, and they get okay. a little edgy when they don't get their grain. So, uh, so anyway, I, I think they're doing good. I check on them in the night, see how they're doing, you know, and they're so cute because, you know, what's, what's, uh, if we're going to talk horses, I got a lot to talk about, but what's so cute is when one of them lays down, the other one kind of stands over them and protects, and then they'll switch off. It's pretty, pretty interesting because this ring camera, I can, I can check on them whenever. So, uh, it's pretty cool just to, keep following what they're doing but I heard a great great quote the other day this is I, I got to share this with my team I meant to do it today and forgot but you know a horse can feel a fly like on its on its rear end and that just shows you you know how sensitive they are and they also can feel your energy and the vibe you're bringing when you're around them they know you better than you know yourself and so I want our coaches and our players to, to understand that about each other and the vibes that they give off. Um, and uh, since we're, we're talking coaching here, Lauren, I'm, I'm, on a, I'm gonna be on a roll on this tonight. <laughs> so today, Brian Magatang, our video guy, he has a little baby who was at practice today because I think his a babysitter was sick or whatever. Anyway, so after practice, the girls are curling down and, and uh, his baby's, um, uh, standing up and but you know you know how when you first stand up and he's kind of like letting her go like you're on your own of course she falls down and so I, I go to the team I go okay is she pouting is she getting mad is she getting frustrated or is she just gonna get back up and try to stand up again and I said <laughs> she doesn't care she's just trying to get up and stand up and I said how many times does that get in our way where we get frustrated or you know it's uh, you know, start having bad body language because it's not working. And so babies and horses, you can learn a lot from. That's my confession Speaking today and my, my wisdom. Your, your lesson. Yeah, your my lesson, lesson for the lesson. day. Thank you. What was the confession part of that? Uh, well, I just tie it all together. So I don't have to do one. The, co the confession was showing us the ring camera, the horses on the ring camera. Yeah. No, I have actually have a confession today. So did you see the shoes I wore? Uh, for the Kentucky match? I did not. Okay. I just, I only paid attention to the untucked shirt. Okay. Didis gave us these really cool shoes. And they look really cool. They're, they're like, remind me of 20 years ago. Everything comes around, you know, every 20 years. Anyway, they killed my feet. So I gave them to the boys. So that's my confession. I got these really cool shoes. They're, they're kind of like a, a Yeezy, but made for Nebraska. But they just... They, they, they weren't comfortable for me, and so uh, I wore them for that match and then gave them to the boys, said, you guys can have them. There's my confession. So I hope Al Rucker's not mad at me. Were they ultra boosts? They're like ultra boosts, yeah, but I need, a, I need a flatter shoe, and these things are kind of built up in the heels, so it, just, it wasn't good for my feet. I want to go back to the horses. How often do you check the ring camera? 
Uh, probably five, six times in 24 hours. <laughs> That's such a lie. But, Give us the truth. But I can also check on Taylor, you know, what time he's getting home and when he leaves and who's, come, <laughs> who's at the house. You, you check your ring camera, I check my baby monitor. Yeah, I love it when you send pictures <laughs> of Madden sleeping. She, I don't know if you can see her. She started using a pillow. Oh. So she's, passed, she's passed out on her pillow. Oh, you have to send that to me. It's hard to see. I will. There. I will. Uh, are you still going out to rope every Sunday, or are you now focused on just watching video from the weekend's matches? Well, uh, haven't gone last few Sundays because one, one, we played, two, uh, we got rained out one time, and then rodeo season started. So my boys are going to the rodeos on the weekends, and... Um, so anyway, and one of one of the guys is our Marshall Peterson, our UNL rodeo coach. So they're they the, every other weekend right now they're on a rodeo. So I think that's a long weekend for those guys. And uh, so anyway, but we'll we'll get back into it. You know, and, uh, you know it's hard to get out there uh, into Ashland to, to rope, but I do have the the roping dummy that has Husker volleyball branded into it down to Vanny, and every night it gets a little workout. You met someone through the horse and roping community, and I'll let you, you can say as much as, about them as you want, but tell us the story. You, they came out and visited you in the mountains, and then, you know, I think you know who I'm talking about, and then they, as a thank you gift, they got this really cool picture made for you that's now in your office of your dog, Caden. Yeah, this is... Uh, you know, can you tell this story? Yeah. Um, so, uh, met some people through the horse world. They helped me f get connected with Reba. And actually, I met them through Kelly Hunter. Uh, um, and so anyway, uh, got to know them. And they're involved in the horse world. And, and uh, they're, they're from Scotts Bluff. And of course, right when I met them, I went out to Scotts Bluff and did a leadership seminar at that, the Western Junior Nebraska College, and their place was right next door. I drove by it, and anyway, uh, we just got to know each other, and, and um, so they came up and visited us. I invited them to Wyoming. They came up and visited, and they took a picture of Caden, our Irish wolfhound, and, and then next thing I know, I get this picture done by an artist painted of, from that picture, she painted this portrait of his face and his head and everything it's it's stunning it's awesome and um and i asked him like where, where so down in kansas city there's an artist that does that you just give them a picture and they've done all their horses and their dogs they have pictures done so it was very very meaningful it meant a lot and it's beautiful and then uh so actually they uh lauren you'll get a kick out of this um so they came to the long beach match and had I gave them tickets in the, in the box up there, the suite, in my office. So you've been up there before. So as a gift to thank me, they sent this a food thing with soup and cookies and everything. And anyway, uh, it went to the place where we live. And of course, Kelly lives in there too. Somehow Kelly got it. And then she calls me and she says, hey, you should see all this stuff that th this family sent it's, you know, uh, just because they got to go to the match and we're just thinking. And anyway, I get a text today like, hey, how'd you enjoy it? And I go, what are you talking about? And they said everything. I said, oh, yeah, Kelly had a, he loved it. <laughs> but it was supposed to come to me and she ended up getting it. Uh -oh. So 
So uh, she well, doesn't know that she doesn't know that yet. So that'll that'll be a confession tonight later. <laughs> you better let her know. <laughs> no. Did she finish everything? Yeah, she was telling me how great it was. She showed me the box and everything. It's some company like you know you order and they send the soup and these cookies and bread. You like you cook the bread, heat up the bread, and it like comes to your door right. You know, you know like I think ready to go and and looked Didn't really. Didn't it say to John Cook? I don't, I'm not quite sure how she ended up with it, so we're, we're going to get to the bottom of that. <laughs> uh, it may have well, gone, it may have gone, I, I don't know, we'll have to find out how she ended up getting it. Well, this family listens to the podcast, so okay. we, we, <laughs> we appreciate you guys, and we'll get to the bottom of this. And yeah. the, the painting of Caden, it's, it's like, how would you describe it, black and white and almost watercolor? Yeah, it's or not not watercolor. You'll have to post a picture of it on okay. Twitter. I'll, I'll tweet it out. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I, and maybe f figure out who the artist is, and you can tag the artist and oh, hype them up. Okay, all right, cool. We'll do that. I have a story for you about uh, creativity, and you saw it uh, right before. It was let's see, right before the Creighton match. I the week before I sent a tweet out, and I said, I don't know if you saw this tweet. I'm hoping you didn't, but. I said, I need help customizing a shirt or sweatshirt that's, you know, says Nebraska Volleyball and some things on the back. So I had a few people reach out to me, a handful of people, and I ended up go going with this woman, uh, a mother, running her own business. And what I wanted was a shirt and a sweatshirt, so something to wear when it's hot out, something to wear when it's cool out to games. And it says Nebraska Volleyball on the front, and then on the back it says Papa, and then the number zero, because no one's number zero on the Nebraska team. So Madden now rocks that for every Husker volleyball game day. And we, I sh debuted it to you against Creighton. And you, I was standing out in the hallway talking to Lindsay and she's like, oh, thank God you're here. She goes, he's really stressed. <laughs> <laughs> please, please go back there and take Madden back there. And so we, I took Madden back and she gave you a big hug and said hi to you before the match. So hopefully that calmed you down. But I just think it's so cool how many small businesses there are out there that we just don't know about that put together amazing items and are so creative and she I mean she gave me a bunch of different designs to choose from and uh, it was just she her turnaround time she got it done in a week she actually got it done earlier than expected so uh, just appreciate artists and their work and people in the creative world yeah and Lauren uh, I, I just got a book um about your guy that you did the wedding from Grant up in Jackson oh. Hole, uh, a, a lady in Nebraska who's in, very involved in the horse world and rodeo, and um, she just sent me this book and she said I read this book and I think it would be great for you to read it. And uh, Grant Gallagher is that his name? Uh, Grant Gallagher. Gallagher, yeah. He's a horse from Diamond Cross Ranch. Yeah, Diamond Cross Ranch, which you actually helped do some weddings up there this summer. It's mm -hmm. gorgeous. He's a horse whisperer, but he, what he also does is what's fascinating is CEOs, top people, business people in the world come and and learn about how to be better leaders through horses through him. I mean, this guy's like world famous, and, and you you've did you meet him when you did the wedding or he was around? I did. He was hanging out. Yeah, I mean. So she said, I he hope. He lives out of a trailer. Yeah. I, she said, I hope you can go up there and ride with him or watch him train. And I said, listen, that's my goal next summer. I want to go meet him and hang out with him. And the book's a great book. But 
again, that's one of the great things about coaching and living in Nebraska is, is your story about the t-shirt, the story about the book, the story about the painting. I mean, people here care, and it, it just, it just is, is very, very special. What is the book called for any listeners who maybe want to check it out? Um, uh, okay, help me out. Think, is it's, it Think Like a Horse? Think Like a Horse, yeah. Think Like a Horse. Okay. Think oh. Like a Horse, Grant yeah. Gallagher, Grant Gallagher. Diamond Cross Ranch, yep. Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Yeah. And again, he, you, he's just okay. not a horse guy. I mean, they list all the people that have come in there. I mean, you're talking like CEO of IBM. You know, Microsoft. Microsoft. I mean, Google. They, and he does retreats with their top executives. So and he's just a cowboy. And you, like you said, he lives in a trailer, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he has, he has a gorgeous ranch. It, it's beautiful. Everyone wants to get married there. I, I think they have weddings there almost every day of the week. Yeah. So I, I told some of, the, um, uh, some of my cowboy friends who were, a couple of them are engaged, and I, and I sent them <laughs> the picture of, you know, when you say your vows, and then they have a herd of horses run by on that video. And I said, As this, you're is, kissing. this is where you need to get married. So that's pretty yeah. cool how they do that. It's, it's the, when the first kiss happens, yeah. they let the horses go. And, it's, and then you have the backdrop of the Tetons, and yeah. the horses are running, and it's just, it, you can't put it into words. Yeah. Stunning. Well, I do appreciate all of this horse talk and <laughs> the, uh, creative talk, but I, I do want to ask you a couple of volleyball questions. Let's go. How do you decide to run a 6-2 or a 5-1? Just give us, I know you've talked a little bit about it, but just give us a brief why you decided to go to a 6-2 as opposed to a 5-1 or, or why you run a 5-1 over a 6-2. So to run a 6-2, you have to have four outside hitters and two setters. So you, you can't even look at that unless you have that. We, we have that on our depth chart. Uh, and uh, we, you know, with Allie going out, we move Maggie to right side. So we essentially are playing with three middles, which works. So she, you know, and she's a big block. So uh, bottom line, you can you, if you want to run a six-two, you can do that. The the great thing about a six-two is you always have three hitters. It's hard to defend. The tough thing is you got to have passing, and your passing formations can get a little more complicated. Uh, and uh, and you got to have two setters that are pretty consistent. So Nicklin and Ani were very similar, very consistent setters. They set the same ball. They're about the same size. Well, then Nicklin goes out. We put in Kennedy. It's the, Kennedy and Ani are a little bit different, so it, it's, it hasn't been quite as smooth, but we're getting smoother, and we actually put up really good numbers against Kentucky. To run a 5-1, you've got to have one setter that can run the show. Uh, it gives you, allows you more subs. You can get people in. You can get specialists in. You can get defensive specialists in. The disadvantage of, of a 5-1 is three rotations. You only have two hitters in the front row. So do you have a good enough hitter coming out of the back row? We also have that option. Whitney, Whitney's a great back row hitter. Maddie's a great back row hitter. I think Lindsey Krause could be a phenomenal back row hitter at some point. So it's easier to get better pastors in and sub pastors in you can get a serve sub in but you have to have a setter that can run the show and can make all those hitters good and it becomes a little more simple and a little more uh, consistent because 
you're running certain sets to certain players over and over and over, and they just kind of know more what to expect. In a 6-2, it's a little more random and not quite as consistent, and you got to train a lot of different things. So uh, those are some of the advantages, disadvantages of running both. Since you've been running a 6-2, what is your biggest weakness or negative in the 6-2? And, and I know you mentioned passing. You mentioned the inconsistency sometimes of having two different setters in there. But what's throughout preseason and, and the times that you have ran a 6-2, which has been the majority of the preseason, what has been your biggest weakness running that system? Uh, the biggest weakness is just you got players coming in and out and some chaos plays and uh, you know you're, you, the other weakness is you know against Creighton, Ani and Nicklin had 34 digs between them. Okay, so that means they're not setting. If they're digging the ball, they're not setting. So Lexi Rodriguez has to be a great setter, and we're actually have. Uh, put up great numbers against Creighton with her setting. Stanford, we hit negative, and then we hit 600 against Kentucky with her setting. So, you're you're gonna you essentially can take out the setter almost every play. And so that that is where we we the the weakness is. And then the other weakness is we got if we have some servers struggling, there's not much we can do. Can't sub them out. We don't have the subs. In your opinion, right now. What lineup has been your strongest lineup? Um, I don't know. We just, played, just we played so many different lineups. Uh, right. And we really haven't given the 5-1 a chance. But I don't know. You know, Kennedy hasn't shown us that she's ready to run a 5-1 yet. So, and, and Nicklin, you know, has been banged up. So, you know, that was our plan going in, and we had to adjust. So... <laughs> I'll ask you again. In your opinion, give me your strongest lineup. I, it depends on the day and, and who's playing well. And <laughs> but uh, what? Let me ask you this. Statistically, maybe what's your strongest lineup? That that's another tough question because we've been. I, all I know this, Lauren. Right now in the six-two, we are ahead of where we were statistically last year in every area blocking, uh, attack efficiency by our opponents. Our hitting efficiency is 100 points higher than it was last year. Our transitions if attack is up. Uh, I, I think I mentioned blocking is up. Um, the uh, biggest area that we're down is serving. And that's because we, you know, Nicklin hasn't been serving every match. Um, we have some higher, younger players serving. Uh, and we got a middle serving, so there's not much you can do if they're having an off night in, in running the 6-2. So, so statistically, the 6-2 has done a lot of really good things, and it, uh, uh, but it kind of hamstrings you a little bit in making subs and adjustments. How about set attempts to the middles? Are you up in that department? Um, I haven't checked that, but. Um, Please look into it for me and okay. get back to me. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you got to remember in a, in a three rotations, you only have two hitters. So you're going to set that middle more. And remember, that middle's going behind off one leg you know, on the slide attack. So there's more opportunities to set them. Uh, and you kind of have to force it to them a little bit. So, so but I, I, we'd like to set more middle. 
but here's you need the other to set more middle. Here's the other thing. Maddie Kubik's not getting 50 swings every match. True. Which was happening last year. So Maddie Kubik's not even doesn't even get the most swings some nights on our team. And we're running, you know, when you've got uh, uh, you know half our kills coming from behind the setter right now in the six-two. I mean, that's hard to defend. Last question. Let's fast forward to end of Big Ten conference play. What system do you think you'll end up in? I don't know. It, it's going to depend on players and development and who steps up. If you had to take a guess. <laughs> I don't guess. If I wanted to guess, <laughs> I would be betting on games uh, in <laughs> Vegas. I'm putting you in the hot seat tonight. Yeah. Well, since you already gave your confession lesson, I'll give mine. <laughs> okay. I rented real bunnies for Madden's second birthday party, Lord. which I've already started planning, and it isn't for another two months. Yeah. And they're, they're little therapy bunnies, and you can rent them, and she'll bring them to a birthday party. She usually takes them into a nursing home, and they're going to be there for Madden's birthday. I think, I think you should invite Caden to there and let Caden play with those bunnies. <laughs> the, the bunnies That'd be wouldn't fun. make it out of the house. I, I'd, love to see, I'd love to see Madden's look on that. On that, as, as we chase the bunnies. <laughs> I, I have to tell you a quick story. So tonight we were over there for dinner, and Madden had her little Ziploc bag of cut-up carrots and apples for the horses. And she was getting ready to, we were putting on her shoes, she was getting ready to go outside with Mimi, her grandma. And all of a sudden, Caden was standing by her and puts his nose into the bag and takes an apple out. And Madden lost it. She was <laughs> sobbing. She was so upset. I think she was upset. She was mad. And she kept saying, Apple, nay, nays, no, Bubba, no. And Bubba is Caden, your yeah, Irish yeah. wolfhound. And, and so she kept saying, no, Bubba. And just tear. She, oh, she was so upset. Tears wow. streaming down her face. And Caden took one of the apples for the, for the nay, nays. So yeah. she was, it was the end of the world right there. <laughs> Uh, anyways, my lesson, you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are now and change the ending. Oh, that's a good one, Lauren. I know. I think, I, I think I, some of our I, players have used that. Okay. See? Well, also, here's another story. I'm, Madden and I are FaceTiming you this morning, and Madden was in the bath because she had oatmeal for breakfast, and so the oatmeal was all over her, all over her high chair. I think she played with it more than she ate it. Anyways, I put her in the bath. It's 9 a.m. And I'm FaceTiming you. And all of a sudden, I dropped the phone into the bathtub. So I went into panic mode trying to figure out how to dry off my phone. I was drying it with a towel. Jason, my husband, was saying I needed to put it in rice. But I ended up just getting a blow dryer out. And blow, you know the these little... Yeah openings down here. I just put the blow dryer on those openings and dried it out and now it works. Wow. You should do a TikTok so, about it. I, I'm not on TikTok, but okay. I'm happy to share these, this advice on our podcast episode. I'm glad it's working again. <laughs> I, I am too. Well, I, you're I still mean, on my phone plan, so I have to buy another phone. <laughs> my baby monitor is on here. I have uh, you know, works on my phone, everything's on my phone. So it's, it's not like I, I, I can live without a, I mean, I probably could live without a phone, but 
some changes would have to be made before I could make that happen. But it, I mean, a lot's on your phone nowadays. I know. Your life's I on know. your phone. Well, anyways, Coach Cook, thank you so much for your time. Best of luck going into the Big Ten season. I hope you do some yoga or meditation or whatever app you use on your phone. I hope you use that a little more frequently so your stress levels go down. And I can't wait to talk to you next month. Yeah. Well, thank you, Lauren. And, uh, you know, Lauren, I wanted to do a shout-out because uh, was it two weeks ago we met with Woodhouse, who I think helps sponsors uh, a lot of Nebraska yes. volleyball stuff. And they we sponsor got, our podcast. Yeah, we got to meet their their. They're basically their leadership team and running Woodhouse Auto. And I thought that was a, a really cool night for them and for us. To, you know, we talked about leadership. And uh, anyway, just appreciate uh, Woodhouse and um, the event that, that we did, that they did up in the skyboxes in Devaney. And they had a great meal up there. And anyway, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, Again, it's what makes volleyball special that they're interested in what we're doing and how it could help them and, and uh, met some really cool people, so it was fun. And they're going to help me find a new car. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been looking for a Tahoe, so yeah. they're, help, they're helping me with that. But it, it was amazing to meet some of the people that keep hold Woodhouse together and make Woodhouse run, and we do really appreciate them and all they do for the university and especially for sponsoring our podcast. Because this, we wouldn't be able to do this without Woodhouse. Yep. So. Well, we'll end it on that. So okay. We'll talk to you next month. As always, go Big Red. And thank you all for listening and watching.